get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Try to get my uh, get my microphone figured out. Oh, you know what? How's that? <laughs> See, just like the Blue Bombers tonight. What's going on? Why are things going wrong? Something's not right. I don't think I can hear them. Well, wait a second. We'll take a look. We'll figure some things out. Hello, Pyros. Yes, that's right. How's it going, Ticona Polly? Good to see you. Uh, Reg wants me to, uh, wants everyone to hit the thumbs down button. Okay. You can do that if you want. Thumbs up is good too. Hopefully we figured out these audio problems. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Jay, let me know if it still stinks. Go DB go. How about go blue bombers go? I know that's what fans out there are thinking tonight because, uh, from the first half to the second half, was it a tale of two tale of two cities? Best of times, worst of times, maybe. Reality is this was, this was a tie game at the half. And, uh, you know, Winnipeg went from looking like, I don't know if they'd say they're on the ropes, but looking like they just couldn't put this game together. And, you know, Sergio Castillo missed a field goal, missed a convert. Um, you know, I do want to point out one thing. I don't know if you guys noticed, but when CJ Sims returned that missed field goal out of the end zone, was the missed field goal or the missed convert? And he looked like he kind of tripped up, like out of nowhere. I'm dang sure Liam Dobson of all players, Liam Dobson was the one who got a fingertip on Sims's cleat and tripped him up. And it almost took him like two steps after Dobson swatted at him uh, to knock him down. So uh, give the big guy in his first CFL start, I believe tonight uh, in place of Jeff Gray, um, getting a tackle on a missed field goal. Love, uh, love seeing that. Uh, let's see what we got here in, in the live chat. Great, great to see everybody. Yeah. DB got his DBs figured out. Yeah. My decibels got them figured out. Uh, how about some highlights guys? Do you want to watch some highlights? Uh, there's a couple plays I, I definitely want to draw attention to, and I'm going to set this one up here. Uh, so this is midway through the third quarter and, and Winnipeg's offense at that point, Hadn't really done too much. You know, Greg McRae, Dalton Schoen, Kenny Lawler all help Winnipeg on their first possession to a six-play, 50-yard drive, but it stalls out just past midfield. Castillo hits uh, a 46-yarder to go up 9-6. Edmonton uh, responds with, you know, three plays and then a punt single. So it's seven, it's 9-7 Winnipeg midway through the third quarter. Quite a bit of time had already uh, gone off the clock. And... This is what we saw on first and 10 and uh big thanks to the CFL and TSN for this play. Nick Dembski goes house, tosses the ball into section S and Winnipeg had some life in them at that point. A fantastic play, uh, outstanding work by the Blue Bombers offense. Uh, that was a one play drive. 
one play, 70 yards, Dembski to the house. Uh, he was very, very good tonight. Uh, also had a 34-yard catch uh, late in the third quarter uh, that helped um, put together a field goal drive for the Blue Bombers. But, like, look, guys, let's talk about some of the major issues around this Blue Bombers team right now. And more video highlights to come. Also, Zach Schnitzer still to come. He's going to join us uh, in just a minute. And... Uh, I want to make sure he has got his, um, I want to make sure Zach has got his link. Uh, so I'm going to text him right now. Uh, Hey, th this is why live shows are fun and, uh, great to see everybody in the live chat. Yeah. We want schnitzy. I'm with you, Reg. You, you're fired up tonight, Reg. That that's, that's for sure. Uh, I definitely want him shoot. Uh, want it, want him to show up uh, too. Uh, Corey May uh, like the show, love the show, absolutely. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Just go ahead and 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 do that right now. Uh, when are the bonfire hats for sale? Ugh, working on it, man. It's tough, you know. Like I'm writing stories on Jets first round draft pick Colby Barlow. That'll be up on NHL.com this weekend. Go check that out. Um, you know, got a bye week upcoming here. The Blue Bombers do, so so do I. Um, and uh, doing three shows a week and 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 the rest, uh, it's been tough. It's been tough. I, I you know hats are kind of down the list, but uh, you know we will do our best to get these beauty bees uh, to Winnipeg sports fans very very soon. Kenny Lawler back, and what a game he had. Uh, Lawler. Got it going early with one of the most impressive catches, or was it? Was it a catch? I'm not so sure. Uh, but Winnipeg able to get a playoff quickly after that. And that 28-yard catch from Kenny Lawler just lurching backwards and pulling it in on a second and six inside Blue Bombers territory, well, that kind of set the tone for the outstanding all-star receiver uh, in his 20. 23 debut and re-debut with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers after signing as a free agent once again uh, this offseason. By once again, I mean, well, he was with the team before. Uh, I guess you could call it, you know, neg list, uh, practice roster, and then uh, making the starting lineup before really lighting up the league and getting that big contract with the Edmonton Elks a few years ago. But uh, seven catches on nine targets for Kenny Lawler tonight. 98 yards. Two second down conversions. Him and Rashid Bailey moved the chains twice uh, each on second down. Uh, 27 yak yards for Kenny Lawler tonight. Not to be outdone, though. The man we just mentioned, Nick Dembski, four catches for 115 yards. Every ball thrown his way, he pulled in, had a second down conversion, had the touchdown. Uh, Rashid Bailey, just 23 yards tonight. But as I mentioned, there's two second down conversions um, and had a touchdown. Uh, capping that drive that really, uh, I think, put the Edmonton Elks to bed. That was the uh, the final score of the game to make it 28-14. Nine plays, 89 yards. And one of those major topics I want to get to tonight is Brady Oliveira and that late game power run game. The Blue Bombers have now firmly cemented themselves as a trademark of their style of football. It's a little bit confusing when I see the Blue Bombers offensive line struggle a little bit, not really get the same push early in the game. And then late in the game, whether it's the defense being tired out or it's a different 
a different, you know, play call or different style of play calling or whatever it might be. Late in games, Winnipeg can run the ball. And, you know, not to say anything about the Ottawa Red Blacks game and, and Winnipeg's loss there uh, just over a week ago. Sorry to bring it up, but it happened. Um, not to say anything about that game, but when Winnipeg wants to play ball control, you can't take it away from them. And that nine play 89 yard drive capped by the Rashid Bailey touchdown was huge. Uh, the blue bombers defense, you know, they looked completely out of sync in the first half, completely out of sync. Uh, you know, Taylor Cornelius did enough to really scare, put a scare into the blue bombers. And I understand, you know, they didn't put up a ton of points. It was six, six at half and they finished with 14. Um, you know, with some singles and some field goals, right? Uh, he gave up the safety on um, the uh, intentional grounding penalty, uh, hat tip to uh, defensive tackle Ricky Walker, who had a sack and that pressure that that led to that intentional grounding and ultimately the safety touch. Um, that, uh, you know, Winnipeg's defense brought it. Willie Jefferson is so dynamic, so dangerous, so versatile the way he's able to time his jump on those passing plays to knock balls down the way he's able to swim or rip or swim or swim or rip or bull rush whatever move he wants to do he just pulls that tool out of his tool belt and gets to work and, and gets to the quarterback. He had a sack in addition um, to uh, he had a sack in addition uh, to that knockdown. And uh, we'll, we'll get into those defensive numbers a little bit later as well. Uh, but Jackson Jeffcoat got home. Cam Lawson, who Willie Jefferson called on Bonfire Sports here. You can check out that interview. It's 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 back on uh, Bonfire Midweek. You'll find the thumbnail with Willie Jefferson on it. He's kind of pointing. Uh, you, you won't miss it. Don't miss that interview with Willie Jefferson. Wildly entertaining if you haven't caught it yet. Uh, also on your podcast app. Uh, Willie Jefferson called Cam Lawson. Clamorin Awesome. Cam Lawson? No. Clamorin Awesome. And once again... Cam Lawson was awesome with a huge interception uh, to really change what could have been a game-defining moment early when Zach Kolaris was intercepted by Marcus Lewis and then, you know, Kieran Moore and Brown and Cornelius running the football 21 yards and they were right there on the doorstep. Cam Lawson intercepts it at the five, takes it out to the 11 and crisis averted as um, the Blue Bombers really could have been down early to Edmonton. Uh, you know, Winnipeg had a turnover on downs on their first possession. Uh, Edmonton's first possession was then a two and out. Then the interception happens and Edmonton is right there on the doorstep Young Canadian Cam Lawson in his second year with the Blue Bombers um, with just a, an absolutely outstanding play. Outstanding play. Uh, keep hitting up the live chat, everybody. I want to see some questions in there. Steve Smith, who's watching live on Facebook. What's going on, Smitty? O-line, very worried. Yeah, I understand that. I, I understand the worry 
around the offensive line. I think what Blue Bomber fans need to come to terms with is that this offensive line isn't the same group it was a couple years ago. You know, yeah, Drew Desjardins no longer there. Michael Couture, all-star center, signs as a free agent back in his home province. He's now with the BC Lions. Um, but Stanley and Jamarcus and Pat Newfeld, Jeff Gray, no longer a starter. Well, at least presumably, uh, we'll, we'll see what Mike O'Shea has to say uh, when the Bombers return to the practice field following the bye week. I imagine we'll we'll get some uh, some better answers then. You know. Young center, Chris Kolonkowski, you know, young reserve players in Tui Ellie, uh, Liam Dobson now stepping in to the starting lineup. Uh, the tackles, you know, I don't think Hardrick and, and Bryant are really the same players they always have been. And it's inevitable. Are they still very good? Yes. They're still very good. Because look, Zach Kolaris went 20-24 passing tonight. 20-24 passing. How many times was he sacked? Oh, I hear, I hear a, I hear a chime. He was sacked twice. Jake Serezna got home and, uh, AC Leonard got home. And that Leonard sack led to Winnipeg's second two and out, uh, of the first half. That was, uh, early in the second quarter. Well, 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 how do you do? Zach Schnitzer in the house. Let's bring him in everybody. Schnitzy, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm good, buddy. You know what? My stomach is nice and full of elk. Oh, in you had more some elk. ways than one. I, I, uh, the bombers took down an elk, and they feasted on the elks, and as I did, you know, by proxy as a fan. And I also had, for the very first time, an elk burger, my friend. You did. Here, I'm trying to straighten you out here. I think you got to, uh, you got to maybe back up from your camera just a touch. Yeah. Let me move you this look, back. You look good, though, buddy. I, I You always look good after a Blue Bombers win. 28-14 oh, final happy. tonight. Yeah. Uh, how was the energy with uh, 28,500 roughly in attendance tonight? It was good, buddy. Like, uh, the crowd was really into it. I mean, I have to say, in the first half, it was a little bit quiet. Okay. Mostly because of how the Bombers were playing. I mean, turning it over on downs twice. What the hell? Mm -hmm. what are you doing Prukop? What what's going on here but anyway yeah turning it over on downs twice missing a field goal missing a point after you know anyway it doesn't matter we got the w the crowd in the second half was quite loud uh, especially when we got that uh that we hear safety. the chains we hear the chains the Jingle. chains here buddy yeah the chain is here there you go. Uh, people in the live chat have been crying out for you. Enough of this one-man show. We've heard enough of bombing talking to himself. Well, that's not true. I'm talking to everybody, uh, all you guys out there. Uh, but great to have you along, Zach, here on Game Day After Dark. Uh, the Blue Bombers win, so 5-2, and two, as uh, I believe Zach Kolaris said uh, after the game on OB. 5-2 and two is a heck of a lot better than 4-3. and three. And going into Oof. a very important bye, their first yeah. of the season... Why is it important? Well, Kyrie Wilson is practicing, maybe ready to come back. He is not back on the six-game injured list. He has served his full six games and is now on the one-game injured list, which means his return is closing in. I think that's a very, very positive sign um, because they're getting a little bit thin at weak side linebacker, okay? Yeah. Uh, Malik Clements no uh, on the six game. Um, 
you know, Jesse Briggs didn't really get the job done uh, in some critical moments against the Red Blacks. Les Maruo, well, he played for a bit tonight, and then he didn't play for a bit tonight. It was Briggs back in there. Then we saw a little bit of Brian Cole, and I don't think Winnipeg was, uh, the Winnipeg coaching staff was too happy with Brian Cole at times uh, on his defensive snaps. Then, um, was it Cole who took that, uh, took that objectionable conduct penalty? I'm not sure. I did. I did see O'Shea yelling at Cole, <laughs> so it might yeah. it very well might have been, yeah. Um, but either way, the the buy is so critical for the Blue Bombers this week, yeah, because they've got bumps and bruises because they need to really regroup, take a breath. You know, there's nine teams in the league. Toronto's already had two buys. This is Winnipeg's first. It will be week eight right? BC's coming off their bye. They host the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this weekend. I'm looking forward to that game because BC then, well, who do they got the following week? Either way. Yeah. So they've got Saskatchewan at home this weekend. Then they go to Edmonton next week. And then they come to Winnipeg, August 3rd, Thursday night. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. The rematch with the BC Lions and oh, the Winnipeg yeah. Blue Bombers back at IG Field, the house will be mad. It yes. will be on Matheson. So what do we call it? A dare I say a mad house? Yes, it will be. Because we remember house. the last time the BC Lions came into Winnipeg's house, yeah. they pushed them around 30 to 6 uh, back in week three. So uh, th this bye week, uh, they really need to reset. They really need to take a breath and take some time to regroup themselves because I don't know what, what, like, are you on the same page as me, Zach? This blue bombers team is not playing its best football. I don't no. think that they're flawed. I think that they're just off their game. They look out of sync right now. Well, and O'Shea said after the game, and he made a good point that I hadn't thought about that. They just had one practice this week. So it was a pretty short week, but they I did look out that. of sorts in that first half. I mean, this is this is an Elks team that was 0-6, that were beaten by the Red Blacks by three scores. I mean, they they shouldn't have even been in the same time zone as the Bombers. But the Bombers, you know, they did not play well at all in the first half. And I think, yeah, I think they definitely need a they need a rest. They need to recover. They need to recalibrate. And and I think they need Kyrie Wilson. Yeah, right. Kyrie will be will be a very welcome addition. Uh, the Blue Bombers defense, though, like I was talking about Cam Lawson or Clamron Awesome, as Willie Jefferson right. referred to him here on the bonfire uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, that was a huge play. Um, you know, uh, some Blue Bombers, def like, like Demario Houston got torched by Dylan Mitchell. Oof. Torched. Oof. Then he tried to make up for it with an interception late. And that happened on third down too, third and five. And he, you know, makes a risky play to go for the interception. So a couple schools of thought there on Demario Houston, but his fifth interception of the season, he's got a couple fumble recoveries, uh, leading the league in takeaways, uh, this year. Um, you know, Jefferson, like, let's just say what it is. Willie Jefferson's the best player in the league today. Best player in the league, Darren. Period. Quarterbacks, receivers, running back. I don't care. It's Willie J. He's oh. the best player in the league. Throwing out the haymakers here, Darren. I well, love it. Come on, man. How how is he not? Name name some players who are 
who are better than Willie Jefferson, more impactful. I, I get quarterbacks are going to get some love. You could say Zach Kolaris. You could say Chad Kelly. Okay, cool. I hear you. I still think it's <laughs> Willie J. I do. I'm just, I'm just bugging you, man. Like I, I'm not totally disagreeing with you. What did he have? A sack, two knockdowns. Yeah, just all over the place tonight. Uh, at key times, making big plays. He, he, he is a game wrecker, especially when Jeffcoat plays. Uh, they, yeah. they can't contain both of them, right? Yeah, second only to uh, Abu Durami Soare in defensive plays. Uh, Durame had six tackles uh, playing that field side corner spot. Uh, Willie Jefferson had five defensive plays, two total tackles, uh, a sack, and two pass knockdowns. Yeah. Day at the Did- office. The, the like You know how last, last game was kind of the tale of two halves? Like... Ottawa didn't show up in the first half. They had like 20 yards of offense. And in the second half, they roll up like 380 yards of offense. I feel like for the Bombers, the first half was was just garbage today. And the second half, something happened. Like the O-line drank some super juice and all of a sudden the run game was going. But again, I don't know if it's the, maybe it was the pass game that was setting up the run. I, I don't know, but they kept going to the well in the first half. Um, my cousin Maddie, who's who's American, was like, "It's not working. Are you trying to prove a point?" Like they just couldn't get the run game going in the first half, and then the second half they started slinging the ball much more. You know, Zach Kalara ends up with over three hundred yards on twenty of twenty four passing, with a two 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 TDs and the one interception. I mean, sterling numbers from eighty three point three percent. Right? Efficiency and look at that quarterback efficiency rating. It's Whoa. That- that's a nearly perfect QBR. Yeah. Yeah. 129.2. Uh, and the the pick the pick he threw Darren was he he had guys all over his face. Maybe he shouldn't have thrown the ball, but mm-hmm. uh easy to say when you're not in the pocket. Yeah, yourself. I want to get a I want to get a better look at that pick uh before, you know, I I I uh, you know, lay a decision on it, I guess, but uh 83% for 308 yeah. yards. Two touchdowns. And uh enough for sure, to keep the Winnipeg Blue Bombers afloat. It took some time. It was sluggish in the first half. That is for sure. The pass game uh, was flashy in the first half. The run game was not. Uh, yeah. And then in the second half, it seemed like everything came together. Um, you know, well, yeah. I was talking uh, before you joined tonight, Zach, about Nick Dembski and just how good he was. Uh, just that monster play, that 70 yard getting behind, um, yeah. uh, getting behind uh, Luchez Purifoy for the 70 yard touchdown. One play, bang, Bombers take the yeah. lead. Um, but Kenny Lawler. It seemed like, you know, it's like, okay, do you ease this guy in? Do you do you give him nope. some time to shake off the rust? No. First ball How thrown about his way. that catch, Darren? Well, here's the thing. I know Holy you were up in the stands. Shite. It might not have been a catch. Oh, really? It might have hit the turf, but Winnipeg smartly hustled to the line, got a playoff, and, uh, well, the rest is history. Forget about it. Seven catches on nine targets for Kenny Lawler tonight. Uh, no touchdowns, but two second down conversions. He he was, whoops, he was dang good. He was dang oh, he sure, good tonight. He sure was. Uh, everybody chipped in, really. Drew Olatarski with one catch, but it was a big one uh, to convert uh, convert on second down. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, thought, um, I thought the Blue Bombers offense, when they needed to, 
There it is right there. Brady Oliveira, 6.5 yards per carry. Had a couple big yeah. ones. Uh, his longest was 18, but three times he moved the chains. Um, or pardon me, three times he had runs of, of 10 or more um, and moved the chains a lot uh, with uh, 110 he, on the ground. Darren, wouldn't wouldn't you say like he just went off in the second half? Like he was just hammering guys. It You know, we, we've said it over and over again, right? Like it reminds you of 33. It reminds you yeah. a lot of Andrew yeah. Harris. Just that one run where they couldn't take him down. He was dragging <laughs> a defensive lineman. He was dragging him. That D lineman <laughs> is 300 pounds. I'm going to look up a number here. I want to find out who it was. He was dragging. I think it was Mercer. It was Curtis or Mercer. So Mercer is 42 on the Edmonton Elks. This guy, is that right? No, can, oh, it might have been Mercer. Yeah, so he's a 230-pound linebacker. I think it was him. I'm not even sure. Either way, he is initiating contact. Yeah. Guys are trying to arm tackle him. He's just doing like yeah. 33 used to do. Just keeping that rock high and tight, keeping the legs churning, keeping the hips turning, and they can't take him down. He's dragging dudes. Brady Oliveira, when he wants to, he can take over a game. And think about this. Think about this. Brady Oliveira and Nick Dembski. Canadians. Winnipeggers. I know. Oak Park Raiders. And they're the two guys who are getting it done when Winnipeg needs it. Scoring the big touchdowns. Picking up the big first downs. Killing the clock late. Yeah. What an unbelievably awesome thing for Bombers fans and sports fans in Winnipeg to celebrate Brady Oliveira and Nick Dembski, uh, a well young said, player and a veteran player getting it done, man. It's awesome. It it's, awesome. it's, it's awesome. And it's, it's so unique to the Canadian football league. I had, I mentioned my cousin, Maddie, he's from LA, um, originally from Washington, DC. And he came with me to the game today and, you know, when I told him that our two of us stars of, of our team are from Winnipeg, he just couldn't believe it. Like that doesn't happen in the States, not in the NFL. Like that would rarely happen. And even if it did, I don't think it would even be a big story. Mm -hmm. But when I told him about Dembski, like that guy's from Winnipeg, dude, that guy is from Winnipeg. Yeah. And I said, Oliveira, right. Especially in the second half where he was teeing off. I said, that guy is from Winnipeg. He says, well, where do you play college? UND. He goes, seriously, you played UND? I'm like, yeah, well, that's a, that's a big school. Like they, a lot of NFL guys come from there. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like the, <laughs> these guys are legit. Yeah. It's, nope. it's, it's, a, no it's doubt. such a treat to watch, man. Well, and it helps when you got Zach Kolaris, you know, it helps. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Nick Dembski has been doing it for a long time with a lot of different quarterbacks and Brady Oliveira. I mean, yeah, he's, he's involved in the pass game. I don't know if he had a catch tonight. I don't think, yeah, he, he had two catches, oh, uh, an okay. eight yarder right. and a two yarder, um, on, on a pair of catches. Uh, but the way he runs, like you could, you know, I could stand back there and that's saying something. I could stand back there and, and, and give Brady the ball. Of course, nobody would believe it was a pass if I was back there. They'd be stacking the box. Uh, but 
you know, Travis and uh, all the comments I've been pulling up here. Great comments from everybody. Oliveira was a beast after contact. Is he yeah. ever? It, it really is something. But what's your level of concern on the offensive line? Because it wasn't all yeah. dominant power run game like we saw late. There was pressure. There was, you know, times where Kolaris had to escape the pocket and extend plays with his legs. Yeah. Listen, the the first half, I was very concerned about the O-line. I think, what, they gave up two sacks, Darren? I'm not sure how many sacks Edmonton right. had. It yep. looked like it was two sacks. Yeah, he was pressured a lot. That interception, he was pressured uh, that Zach threw. Um, yeah, it didn't look great. And then they couldn't get the run game going whatsoever. But then in the second half, I don't know what, maybe they all had a bunch of elk burgers or they got they had a bite of elk and it just wet their appetite to mm -hmm. go elk hunting. Uh, to chow down, buddy. But it seemed like in the second half they were doing better. Not that Caleros wasn't running for his life um, sometimes in the second half, but it looks like they settled in in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a sign of a veteran football team. You know, uh, last week they got second halved by their opponent because Ottawa came out and they knew what they needed to do to win and they did it. Um, but tonight, you know, uh, like what was the vibe where you were when it's six, six at halftime? Yeah. I heard a lot of like, uh, like those guys, like when, when you're sitting beside your fans and in your section and they're, they're like, oh gosh, what's going on here? Like, like Taylor Cornelius, the only way that guy's going to beat you, unless there's an absolute bust in coverage like Houston when, when Dylan Mitchell had the 70-yarder, the only way that guy's going to beat you is with his legs. He's not accurate enough. Mm -hmm. And and plays kept breaking down, and he kept extending drives with his legs. And it's like, it's like a knife through your heart. I mean, what's going on there? Uh, what is it with the Bombers and running quarterbacks? They they can't. Is it because Cramdy is new in there? Is it because Merluo can't? You know, maybe yeah, the we, weak side, the, we, weak, the weak side, side right? linebacker spot that that could yeah. definitely be part of it. it. It could be their zone style, right? Um, but the reality is, like like, hey, welcome to football. Teams are going to find ways to beat you, and right yeah. now, you know, Taylor Cornelius, we're seeing him run for. 12 yards, 22 yards, 21 yards uh, in the first quarter and a half of this game. He had those three runs. It was 55 yards rushing through a quarter and a half uh, for Taylor Cornelius. And, and Winnipeg kind of clamped that down a little bit, but but there were times yeah. where it's like, is this guy going to take off again? Yeah. Um, I think Winnipeg's D-line did a good job at just playing contain, right? Yeah. Chris Walby talks a lot about that on game day Winnipeg and our pregame show we do every week the day before the game we go live but we're available on demand you guys know where to find us uh pretty much everywhere uh, including your podcast app so uh so get over there and, and subscribe if you haven't yet but Walby says it all the time you know you work to contain that means contain your edges where am I here yeah you work to contain yep. the edges of your pocket and yep. sometimes you break contain sometimes the defender um breaks contain um other times, uh, the defense uh, just works to contain the offense. It's a little bit different. It's the other way around. And I thought Winnipeg did a good job containing Taylor Cornelius in the second half. And with that, yeah. 
came the pressure. It came the, um, you know, the, the disruption from Jefferson and Jeff Coat and Ricky Walker and Jake Thomas. And, you know, Cam yeah, Lawson uh, had a, had a heck of a game today uh, beyond that interception. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, that was awesome. Cameron. Awesome. Yeah. Getting an interception, but um, that's a good point by you, Darren. And just to answer your question too, about, about how the fans felt with the six, six tie, it was especially someone in the chat said it here too. It was especially uh, deflating when we could have gone up nine to six to at least get out of the first half winning. And Sergio missed his first field goal as a bomber. He was perfect this season. Yeah. Perfect. And had he hit that, it was even more deflating my cousin who, uh, who went heavy on the 15 and a half spread on SIA.com slash bonfire. And uh, had he hit that, uh, the Bombers would have covered the 15 and a half, but uh, it wasn't to be <laughs> Yeah, guy. Well, <laughs> you hit so it on close. it. Yeah, your pick, uh, you put a unit on it. So that, that's a nice thing. I, I should have put more units on it. I, I, I was afraid of the Elks not winning. I, I didn't think the Elks would win, but I thought they would cover only because, you know, you had Cramdy starting for his first, first ever start for Cramdy. You had Les Maluo in there. Mm. I thought these guys could maybe run on us a little bit and kill the clock, but uh, I want to give you props, Zach Schnitzer, because Dustin Nielsen on the TSN broadcast tonight talked about the crumbback. What? And you, sir, within minutes of Dustin Crumb mounting the crumbback, within minutes live here on Bonfire Sports, you, Zach Schnitzer, coined the term, and I've heard it on... Hamilton, uh, Ty Cats Radio Network. I've heard it on uh, Winnipeg Sports Talk. I've heard it on Rod Peterson Show. I've heard it on TSN. And it all started right here on Game Day After Dark last week. You, sir, you get a game ball. And we haven't even gotten into it yet. You get a game ball I, it was, from last week for that, you, sir. Friend. The crumbback. It, heard it, it on CFL.ca too. Everywhere. It, it, it was everywhere. So, so the question I have is, did multiple sources uh, originated at the same time, kind of like writing, if you took history class, writing mm. and uh, mathematics, or, or, or is it all for me? Am I, am I the, am I the colonel? I am I the, am I the crumb that, uh, that was <laughs> You're planted? the crumb bum. You're the, the crumb bum <laughs> that came up with that term. I mean, I'll say that this is all I know. This is all I know. The who's who of Winnipeg football, like the alumni and staffers of the organization, players on this team, on this Blue Bombers team, they all watch Bonfire. They all watch. You know, um, I'm 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 having a I'm having a cocktail at Chris Walby's last Christmas, and I'm chatting with you know former coaches and you know former players. Really, you know. Uh, um, Famous alumni, frankly, you know, here's me name dropping, right? But I'm not going to name drop, uh, but I'm rubbing elbows with the who's who around there. And, you know, they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so was telling me. And I'm like, what? That guy? The guy that's like hall of famer, the guy that's, you know, in the ring. Oh yeah. He was, he was listening to you and uh, said, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, crazy. Um, I, you know, I, couple- I got to up my game, buddy. You're making me feel, uh, so, you know, don't, don't let it, don't, don't think for a second that if you, you know, absolutely kill it with a headline, 
you know, ripper that is the crumbback within minutes of that <laughs> incredible game. It really was incredible, whether you liked it or not. Wow. Incredible game in Ottawa last week. You killed it, buddy. So no, no surprise that everybody picked that up and ran with it. Well, thank you, Darren. I, I will give myself some credit. I That was one of my finer moments in life. Um, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to make you a t-shirt. <laughs> the, well, I think the Ottawa Red Blacks already made a t-shirt with a crumb back on it. Um, but I'm going to pretend that it all came from me and that they stole it from me. And that makes me feel pretty good because... You know, when you're when you're a husband with a wife and two kids, you don't get credit very often. You're like an O lineman. If no one says your name, you did well. <laughs> you did very right. well. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's like, yeah, you don't. It's like DBs and O linemen, right? Yeah. You don't want to say so their you, name. You don't hear Dietrich Nichols' name. Is that a good thing and or a bad thing? It's a good thing. And you know really what else happened? You know what else happened that made me famous is I got my question asked on uh, the coaches show this week. I asked uh, Mike O'Shea why they went, why they didn't go for you know a passing play on second and seven late in the mm -hmm. fourth quarter when they were trying to close out the game. What did the coach tell you? I uh, I haven't heard yet. I haven't been able to listen to the coaches show yet this week. Well, but you know so, what they asked him. Is that what you're saying? But, but but I know people told me they asked my question. So. There okay. you go. Yeah, I have no idea what he said, but <laughs> I know they asked the question. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why you're the fan and I'm the reporter, right? Because if I don't get an answer for my question, I didn't ask it. Fair. It's like yeah, I didn't that's ask right. it. Yeah, all yeah. I want, all I want is that uh <laughs> that they asked me. Hey, there's someone here in Mexico. You know what? Susan I got, Montalvo. I got, I'm getting uh texts on the Bonfire Hotline 204-816-TIPS. 204-816-8477. Uh, standard message rate supply. Just like when you text your mama. That sort of thing. Um, as we always say here. Yes. Uh, from, you know, Joe from Chippewa Falls. Chippewa uh, took Falls, a while Wisconsin? tonight, but uh, oh, order Joe has Pritchard, been restored in Bomberland, says Joe from Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, pe people calling, calling from all over. Jerry from New Brunswick. Uh, wow. talking about the, the $1 million uh, kick to win last week. Well, it's because it wasn't kickoffs. It was punt returns for uh super Mario Alford. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, people they're, they're tuning in from all over here on, uh, on game day after dark, go give a thumbs up right now. I see you out there. Right you haven't now. given a thumbs up yet. Go give a thumbs up. Or you could be, uh, like that guy who gave us a thumbs down today. First one ever. What? We got a thumbs yeah. down. Probably yeah, before I now. came on in the show. Probably before I showed up. We though, Darren, we got our first. Well, yeah, he was in the live chat saying like, <laughs> get, let's get the show on the road. And I said, okay, right away, right away. I don't even know if he, are you still in the live chat? Are you still in the live chat? I'm not sure. But great to see everybody in the live chat. Craig Smith, uh, our resident uh, appointment viewer uh, is Craig Smith and our resident yes. player personnel expert extraordinaire. Uh, Bombers didn't... Uh, well, I think it was Edmonton didn't blitz as much three and four man rush, uh, still finding ways for, you know, Dylan Mitchell to get open when they're rushing three and dropping nine. Yeah. Um, I mean, short pass, short pass, short pass, double move. And it's the way Nick Dembski beat Lucius Purifoy, who's just a freak athlete player. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I've talked about that before, right, Zach? Like yeah. the guy is just 
athletic like you can't imagine. Um, he has a kind freaky of, clown face too. Oh yeah, that the clown whole, mask right. he wears. That's yeah. that's a uh, that's stuff of nightmares, Darren. Yeah. Well, is our I'm old buddy Nick Kowalski? See that. Our old buddy Nick Kowalski, the Bonfire Sports OG, uh, uh, now working for the BC Lions, of course, after his time uh, here on the fire, um, capturing a lot of that on video and and uh, photo uh, last season, but now Purefoy with Edmonton. And there's Nick Dembski working the double move perfect yeah. on that 70-yard touchdown. And then when Dylan Mitchell did it to Demario Houston, it was gamble, gamble, gamble. Short pass, short pass, short pass, and then double move and he's gone. And we talked about it last week, Zach. And I think even the week before that Demario Houston really cut from the same cloth as the player he is now playing in place of. And that is Winston Rose, who yeah. is, is still injured right now on the one game. Yeah. So probably coming, coming back sooner rather than later. We'll see after the bye week here, but gamble. They like to take the risk once in a while, and sometimes it pays off. In Houston's case, it's paying off quite well this year, but then, you know, you get sevens put on you too. That was that one too was like a gut punch to us fans because when Dembski, like Dembski, I didn't see the double move. I just saw that there was no one within 30 yards of him. We get that big touchdown. It's like, okay, we finally woken up, right? The game is turning in our favor. We're not going to look back. We're going to hang up maybe 30 on them. And then... Waiters. <laughs> that's oh <boy>. good, waiters. <laughs> and then that that pass to Dylan Mitchell when he roasted uh, Houston. Oh, my God. That was a gut punch. Yeah. Yeah. Tough, tough moment there for sure. I mean... Um... Do you want do you want to get into our Walby Warrior? I think it I think it's time. I think it's, it's time, time to get into Walby's Warrior tonight. And I don't know if you have one in mind, Zach. Uh, I do. Okay, fire away. His name is Kenneth Lawler Jr. Mm. You know what? This guy hadn't played at all. Maybe had one practice, and here he is. He gets he gets nine targets and catches seven of them. How many? How many passes did Zach Alaris complete? 20. Lawler had more than a third of the catches. Mm -hmm. Third of the passes thrown by Zach Alaris were caught by Kenny Lawler. 93 yards. He had a large of 28, including that circus catch. Two second down conversions. 27 yak. Welcome back, Kenny Lawler. No crumb back, but a comeback. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, no, no crumb back. Lawler. Th that's a good choice. That's a good choice for Walby Warrior tonight. I'm going to give mine to Brady Oliveira. Just, yeah. just fights, man. That guy just yeah. fights for every inch. And like, you know, I'll give a, I'll give an honorable mention. Just an honorable mention to the offensive line because they're doing it when it matters. Yeah. You know, they, you know, Kolaris got sacked twice. He escaped a few times, was definitely pressured a lot, uh, pressured on that pick he threw. Um, but he went 20 to 24. So he had time to operate. You know, they, they blocked long enough to get those receivers open. Uh, good play calling for the most part, I would say for Winnipeg. So Mark's there, but, um, Brady Oliveira, that that's my, uh, my Walby warrior tonight. You got a Westwood wide to the right. I got a feeling you got a good one tonight. Well, it was going to be Sergio Castillo missing the first field goal he's missed <laughs> since being a bomber and missing a 
point after, but really, honestly, I, I don't th- I don't know how you can't uh, say the Westwood wide to the right is the two turnover on downs on short yardage on third and short. Prukup comes in and he and he misses both of them. I I was telling my cousin because I said we're one yard off the ball. He's like, why are they going for it on third down? He's American, right? He looks he watches NFL. They. You know, they never go for it on fourth down, you know, or they don't do it very often, fourth and one. But yeah. I said, this is a gimme play. He's like, oh, okay, I get it. They don't get it. He goes, what happened? I'm like, I have no idea, dude. Like, how do they not get two? You almost never see that. And you certainly never see it from the Bombers. I think the second one was a fumble by Prukop, but the first one, he just straight up didn't get it. Yeah. So I mean, do you want to do you want to blame that on on Prukop? Do you want to bring that on the on the O line? I'm not sure, but um, it doesn't look good, and that's my wide to the right. Uh, in in almost um, I'm I'm gonna do it here because I got a highlight I want to show. Okay, so here let me pull it up here. Uh, this is uh, early in the game, and this is the play that. Um, Zach Kolaris was intercepted in targeting yeah. Kenny Lawler and shout out TSN and CFL, uh, for the, uh, video highlights tonight. Uh, but, uh, if you look at the beginning of this play, the pressure, like here's Zach getting absolutely crushed. I think that's Coney Ely coming at him. Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who that is. It doesn't matter. Looks look like at the 56. way the pocket has collapsed. Yeah. Oh, look at this. I can do slow motion. How about that? Oh, wow. Uh, That's great. Stanley. I guess he lost his man. He's a bit, a bit <laughs> on an island there. He's just standing there in, in no stands land. And look, sometimes that happens. They're only rushing. F- well, what is, no, they got five here. Edmonton's bringing five. Winnipeg has five. And. Oh, Winnipeg has six. Winnipeg has six, so they're running a tight end set, I guess. Or, oh no, it's Brady in the middle. Anyway, uh, I am totally wrong. They're running six offensive linemen, and Edmonton's bringing five. And everything's just collapsing in. Like, Dobson gets bull rushed and then swim moved, and there he is getting beat, and Zach getting hit as he throws. But the ball is still not terribly thrown. I think Zach maybe rushed it a bit and there's the interception. Um, there's the interception for the Edmonton Elks in the first, in the first half. So Marcus Lewis, uh, that was the interception, but it wasn't long after that. If I can pull this up, uh, that Taylor Cornelius sets up this and he's operating and just a bad throw. That is just an inaccurate low throw to Kevin Brown and Cam Awesome, or what is it? Clamron Awesome, Cam Lawson, Johnny on the spot. Let's take a look again. That's a bad throw because look, like that ball was not in the guts, not in the numbers for Kevin Brown. It was off. Yeah. Like there is a clear passing lane Right down Main Street. That's an eight-yard throw. And Taylor Cornelius, nine-yard throw. And Taylor Cornelius doesn't 
he misses. Look at yeah. this. That's but a that's bad the knock throw. on him, right? Like he misses easy throws, and and that's a red zone pick. You can't do that. Yeah. Not when and you're the Edmonton Elks trying to scratch and claw and eke out a win on the yep. road. And then Lawson does a great job getting up afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and taking it from the five to the 11. So a, a six yard return. But there's the pick at the five down, gets back up, keeps going. How that about that? Awesome. So Stephen Dunbar uh, didn't do a very good job. Um, you know, uh, t- taking, uh, uh, taking Cam Lawson down. Um, but you know, uh, as far as my Westwood wide to the right, uh, I'm going with, uh, Winnipeg's play in the first half. It was just flat. It was just out of sync. Um, I can't put my finger on it exactly, but something was wrong. Something was, was weird. And I sure hope Winnipeg takes this bye week seriously. That is do the things you need to do to ensure you get back to work in seven, eight days or whatever it is and be ready to host the BC lions, August 3rd. It couldn't have come at a better time, right? Like they, they need the rest. They need, they need some of the troops back and they are going to be just, just champing at the bit, Darren to get back at BC. It is champing. I looked it, it up. Horses champ on their bit. They champ on their bit. Yeah. They don't bit on their champ. No, they don't chomp either. They don't chomp. They don't bite their champ. No. No. Anyway, that makes we perfect just sense. Stop this. It makes, yeah, <laughs> what are we talking about? What are we talking about here? No, uh, they need to. They will take it seriously. Don't you think? Well, I mean, some guys don't take it seriously. Not Some guys bombers, don't take the bye week seriously. They go, they go act stupid. Am I saying the blue bombers do that? No, I'm not no, saying that. Not I'm saying bombers. some guys, some guys <laughs> are dumb. Some guys are dumb sometimes. Yeah, some not me. But what not if, me or you? Hey, well, me or you? I'm going to be really dumb during this bye week. Real dumb. <laughs> Getting crazy, Darren. <laughs> You're going to go down to Cabo or something. No, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That would be, that would be, that would be smart. I'm going to do something dumb. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, uh, once we get through Walby, War- Walby's warrior and, and Westwood's wide to the right, it is time for the happy honker. The moment of this game that just brought some joy. Dude, for me, it's something we've talked about a couple times, and you don't often see a D lineman uh, get an INT, but he did early in the game. Um, hey, Lynn, he got an INT in the red zone. That really, really is important to get a, you know, when you get a pick in the red zone, that's huge. It's, it's points off yep. the board, at least three. So, um, yeah, for me, it was Clameron awesome. Cameron, Cameron Lawson with the pick uh, in the red zone. Okay, I like it. That's a good happy honker. Yeah. I will go with um I will go with with Kenny Lawler tonight. You know, uh he has had his trials and tribulations, right? And uh he made a mistake 2 years ago and he's paid for it. Uh and then had to pay more for it. So, 
you know, to see him emerge from that, uh, you know, hair's long, beard's full. He's enjoying him. You know, he's, uh, he's looking like he's just down to business, right? Uh, clearly been putting in the work on his own. He hasn't been able to practice with his teammates or be in the building or be on zooms with them or anything like that. But looked like old Kenny to me, man. Yeah. I think that's, that's just, it makes me happy that a guy can miss a third of the season because of paperwork. And, um, you know, despite whatever happened before missing a third of the season because of paperwork, um, to come back and, and have the game, Kenny Lawler did. That's my happy honker. Well said, buddy. And, you know, whether it's a game ball, whether it's a Walby's warrior, whether it's a happy honker, we're recognizing Kenny Lawler for coming in off the bench, right? Almost a third of the way of the season, a third of the way through here he comes and just has a, a, a Kenny Lawler type game that we would expect. Jeff Kabila's always <laughs> lurking in the live chat. Uh, sorry, I keep calling Crime Stoppers. That's 786 tips. Did I choose the Bonfire Hotline number because of that one that we're all so familiar with from television commercials of our childhood? Maybe. 816 tips. 816-8477. 204 area code as you here in Winnipeg and across Southern Manitoba all know so well. That is the Bonfire Hotline. Hit it up. Hit it up during the, the bye week. Maybe I've been doing something stupid. Who knows? You, maybe you're curious. But uh, Jeff, don't worry. Don't worry. You'll get the number right. 816 tips. Standard message rates apply. And, you know, we also mentioned uh, SIA.com slash bonfire and people, you know, maybe putting a sprinkle on the game and talking about the betting lines and all that. Somebody called the hotline this week and said, hey, make sure that you're encouraging people to bet responsibly. And we always do. We always encourage people to bet responsibly. Um, and we encourage you to do it on uh, SIA.com slash bonfire and help uh, support the channel. Speaking of supporting the channel, I might have to uh, take in a burger and a beverage at Shannon's Irish Pub because... There is no better decision than heading down to 175 Carlton Street. Just a quick Nick Dembski jet route straight down the middle of the field from True North Square uh, is uh, Shannon's Irish Pub. Uh, just down the street is, is what I mean. It's underneath the streets, too. Uh, it's going to be rocking there this week with the, uh, what is it, the Canadian Police and Fire Paramedic Games? Oh, are yeah, happening right. right now and and that's right. at the convention center and at uh at, at canada life center it's going to be rocking uh but whether you're able to get down there this week or this weekend or in the future they're now open fridays for lunch so get your weekend started early tomorrow at shannon's they got 21 beers on tap including all um uh a lot of your local favorites uh as well as uh your domestic favorites uh, and imports as well. Great food, Jets and Blue Bombers game day specials. So this winter, whether it's before or after or during a Jets game, whether they're at home or away, they'll have the game on the TV, food and drink specials. Go see our good friends at Shannon's Irish Pub. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. And and I got to say, sorry, Bombers, but the Shannon's uh, Boar Venison Burger is um, a clear winner over the Elk Burger. The Elk Burger was pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. Had some sauteed mushrooms on it. Not bad. But the uh, venison and boar burger uh, just knocks it out of the park. I mean, for goodness sakes, they have blueberry compote on it. I mean, what else can you say? Smoked cheddar. Smoked cheddar. cheddar. Who doesn't like smoked cheddar? Uh, Tao Zen, who's joining us from Singapore? Singapore, I believe. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Not Japan. Let us know, Tao. Uh, but great to see you in the live chat. You're always here. Great to see you watching live on YouTube. Uh, I know you download the podcast too. Uh, that's always good. Uh, if you're in the podcast app right now, leave a review and uh, that, that'll help us out a lot too. But go give a thumbs up if you're on YouTube right now. Just get a Gmail address, man. Just get a Just Gmail do address. Don't think about it. Just do it. Might be time to retire the hotmail. Just send an email. Let everyone know yeah. I'm on Gmail now, like everybody else in the 2020s. Uh, but CFL Plus works great, says Tao Zen. So he's watching, oh, good. Um, watching uh, internationally because not all the games are on uh, CBS Sportsnet. Oh, you know what? That's right. He's in Bangkok, Thailand. Oh yes, Tao Zen is in Thailand. Who was it? Right. Who was? Oh, it was John Chan who was from Singapore. Yes, that's right. I ha- I haven't seen him tonight, but he he tunes in from Singapore. All corners. Can I just uh, can I just say one anecdote about the burgers, Darren? Yeah. Um, so like so the Holler the elk Lawler. burger the elk uh, the elk burger has cheese on it, just like mm-hmm. the venison and boar burger uh, with the smoked cheddar. And I'm and I'm in the I'm in the line waiting to pay for this elk burger, and this guy beside me goes. Uh, are you sure that's kosher, Zach? <laughs> He's a watcher of the show. He knows I'm a member of the tribe of the Jewish oh, race. And he says, are you sure that's kosher? And I look at him, I think, hmm, he, he knows about the, the, you know, the meat and cheese. I'm like, wait, are you a member of the tribe too? And he says, well, yes, I am. And I say, what's your last name? And he says, Corn. So Stephen Corn, a big shout out to you. And then I say, Stephen Corn, wait a second. Aren't you a sleep doctor in town? He's the guy who originally set me up with my CPAP like 15 years ago. And oh. uh, we just, uh, you know, just a totally funny Winnipeg moment in uh, in line to get our elk burgers. So shout out to you, Dr. Korn. Keep up the good work. And uh, thanks to you, I, I sleep easy and breathe easy. Well, I, I'm glad he's helped you out. I can't help but laugh when I hear Dr. Korn. <laughs> I love corn. Uh, yeah, it's a meme. Go, go look it up. Uh, I know. I know. What, what do you? What did you think of the? Like it was the whiteout game tonight, right? So the bombers wearing their road whites, but with the blue pants and the yeah. new helmet stripe this year. Do you like that look? Not really. How come? I I I honestly don't like the new pants unless they're with the new jersey, uh, the new the new jerseys. And I got to be honest. And, and I hate to, I, I don't like to smear any design um, stuff, but it, it doesn't quite do it for me. The, the, the third jersey or anything to do with the third jersey, aside from the racing stripe, the white racing stripe on the, on the helmet, which I love. Other than that, they just look like big blueberries running around. <laughs> big juicy blueberries which i love juicy blueberries like that but, last game where they wore the the alternate with the w on the front and the blue pants so blue jersey blue pants like yeah you know, it was like it was a, a color rush much. game against bc yeah uh they were wearing the fog gray i think they're called Is it fog yeah, gray fog Mist gray. gray anyway um yeah i hear what you're saying like this is the way i look at it chicago blackhawks 
the um uh the Montreal Canadiens these are hockey examples uh the New York Yankees okay Notre Dame mm, maybe not Notre Dame fighting Irish but those classic uniforms that are just they're perfect in today's day and age, it's always about like the new look, the third jersey, the alternate, the the color scheme, the color switch, the the color rush. You know, it's part of marketing. It's part of um, you know uh, merchandise sales and and hype and excitement and and just trying some different things. I think with certain franchises like the Hawks, like the Canadians, like the Blue Bombers. Once you get it right, and Winnipeg didn't for a long, long time. Oh, that lightning bolt. I just, you know what I mean? They finally got it right. I hear you. And yep. now when you make alterations to it, it just doesn't look good. I'm not saying they didn't look good. I I, I don't hate it. I, I, I like tonight's look better than the third jersey. That's just me. But... You know, I think that's why it maybe just doesn't catch people so much because that classic yeah. gold pant, gold helmet and the, you know, the, the, the beautiful three stripe with the W on the shoulder. It's perfect. I, I wouldn't change the Royal it blue, any. the Royal blue and the, and the away whites are perfect jerseys. They're unbelievably perfect jerseys. I don't know if you yeah. can say unbelievably perfect, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you <laughs> that can. might be hyperbole, but, uh, yeah, I don't don't I just don't love the third jersey. It kind of looks like a hockey jersey. I, I've tried to like it, but I, I won't be buying one. But that's okay. Other people like it, and it's making the club money. And uh, all, all power to you. I've never designed a jersey in my life, so I have nothing to talk about. But uh, yeah. who's this Manuk's Antlers? This is a great. This is a great name. Is it? Uh, is it a, a recent comment? I'm still working yeah. my way back here. <laughs> I'm still like, look, look at this. I'm still on champing at the bit. I better scroll right to the bottom. Yeah. Better than champing at the bot. We haven't had any bots recently, which is great. We had, we had some bot, we had some bot issues. We we had some bot issues, but I think we shook them. Is this Manuk from Illegal Curve, you think? Who, Dave? Yeah. Manuk's Antlers. Antlers. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I wonder. My dad goes to the Manuk uh, Denture Clinic. Oh, that that's true. They're all they the were a, same They family. were a sponsor back in the the TSN days. Give me give me a call, Doc. Give me a call. Yeah. We'll get you, what are you we'll get doing? The word out. Uh, Jeff Kabila is with the pressing question. Do I like the jersey look more than Hotmail? Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> uh... The bonfire burning point is one of my favorite things to debate. Here yes. on game day after dark. What was the moment, Zach Schnitzer, that things kind of turned in the Blue Bombers' favor in their 28-14 win tonight? Well, at first, Darren, I thought it was going to be that 70-yard uh, Dembski touchdown, which blew the game wide open. But no, the the Elks come right back and they get their own like 70, 80-yard touchdown to Dylan Mitchell on Demario Houston. So, it, so it, that one was... Uh, thrown on the scrap heap. I honestly think the burning point was the safety. That you the stole Elks it from up. me. Ah, Sorry. Dang. It was just so obvious. The safety uh, in the third quarter, 
Uh, by the way, it was made possible by a beauty of a punt from Sheehan. I don't have I don't have Sheehan's numbers, but Jamison Sheehan seemed to have a banner night punting the ball. Like he was just ripping the pigskin off of that ball. I thought he I thought his punts were just great, and yep. he, I think he had uh, I think he had the Elks down in the, on the seven five seven yard line five yard line or something. Uh, I'd have to look at the numbers, and then um, yeah. Then they were able to get a set. Now, who who took him down in the end zone? Was it Jefferson or Jeffco? Took down. Uh, well, he he ultimately threw the ball before he was taken right. down. So you know they they called it uh, intentional grounding afterwards. But I think Ricky Walker was there. Oh, was it Ricky? Ricky was oh, good the, for him. Yeah, he had a good game tonight too. Ricky Walker, so, sort of someone who's well, he had a, a sack and he had that pressure. Sorry to interrupt you. So yeah. Pressure there. Yeah. So good on Ricky Walker for someone who's been a little bit maligned recently. Just, you know, but you're comparing him to Drake Nevis and um, and to the stove. But, you know, he, he's got big shoes to fill. But um, yeah, no, that was a that for me, that was the burning point. Then they had to kick off. And um, I don't I don't know the ensuing drive after that, Darren, you'd know. But did did we did we get points on the ensuing drive after the after the safety? Uh, yeah, it was a five play 44 yard drive Castillo hit from 21. Right. Right. So uh, that makes it a seven point game, right? Yeah. That was Dembski's, uh, second big chunk play, right? right? Big explosion right. play. He had the 34 yarder. Um, I w- yeah, that, that's the bonfire burning point to, to me because it, it's not even like it's 14, 18. So it goes yeah. from a two point game to a four point game, but Edmonton couldn't do anything after that. Yeah, they really couldn't. Um, they went four plays and punted their next possession. Uh, they went uh, three plays uh, and, and the game ended on third and five in the Houston pick. Um, the one drive they had in the middle of those two was eight plays, but there was a couple Blue Bomber penalties. I think the the Abu Dharami Soiree penalty in the, uh, late in the fourth quarter. Uh, it ultimately led to a turnover on down. So following that safety touch, like we're talking about a 28-14 game and it was 14-18 late in the third quarter. You know? It was a tight uh, game. It really was. And and then Winnipeg just had a field goal after that. You know? Yeah. It, it, uh, <laughs> it was a weird one. That was a weird game tonight. It was, it was fun though. Uh, can, can I give a, like a, a late, uh, Westwood wide to the right? Yeah. Chris Benny Benz is watching live on YouTube and I don't know if we've seen you in the live chat before, but great to have you along, Chris, nothing personal, but I couldn't disagree more. Bring back the gold third Jersey. <laughs> You're getting Darren all hot and bothered. Mm. Benny Benz. I don't. Do you see those in the stands? Do fans wear those gold jerseys? Like, are you talking about the away jerseys that the they... ones they wore in the Grey Cup with Milt and Charlie Roberts oh, and that sort of thing? There's ones. those golds, and then there's like the gold roads. I'm not particularly a fan of either. I do like the the retro, the ones they wore in the Grey Cup a little bit better. Yeah, but those road golds that were like a different color gold than the pants and the helmet. Right, right. It was almost like three shades of gold on them in those yeah. Justin Goltz era. Yeah, Justin oh. Goltz. Oh, pardon the pun, Justin Goltz. But um, pardon the swear I just said. 
<laughs> Don't talk about Justin goals, please. Bring back the gold third jersey. I mean, maybe if they alter What's going on, Jamie? Maybe Welcome. if they had a third jersey that was gold, but it wasn't quite that, maybe. But the ones, yeah, the ones, uh, the ones you're talking about, I'm not a huge fan. But, hey, we all have different aesthetic senses, Mr. Benny Ben, so good on you. Yep. Just mine's better. <laughs> I have been, I'm, I'm joking, of course. I'm, I'm joking. And it, gr great to see you, uh, Chris. Thanks, thanks for joining the show and thanks for commenting uh, because it gets the conversation going. I've enjoyed the aesthetics of sports my whole life. Like how things look and how guys, you know, uh, bring their character out with their cleats and their gloves and, you know, d different things, different helmet designs and, and uniforms and goaltend. Like I was a goalie growing up. I'm such a goalie nerd with the masks and the gear, mm. um, yeah. all of it, you know, players getting creative now with their sticks, uh, the tape jobs, their skates, um, all of it, uh, just everything. It, both, you know, like the stuff you can buy in the store, the stuff the uh, the teams give the players, like the official uniform, and then the unique stuff kind of in the middle. Uh, football is just awesome for that because of, you know, tape jobs and spatting cleats and and the rest. But uh, uh, either way, gr great to uh, great to get that that conversation going. Uh, OK, we still have to hand out our game balls, Zach. And, you right. know, you know, the reality I'm still paying off layaway <laughs> to Wilson. Okay, fine. I I won't uh, uh, <laughs> I won't give out too many game balls. If you know, um, you know. If you know, you know. I I don't want you to be on the hook again for Wilson. I hear they have uh, I hear they have heavies that can come after you. Their heavies are, are are very intimidating. Well, Baseball yeah, they got bats. that Tom Hanks money, and it's just they've been different since. <laughs> they've been different. Tom Tom Hanks money. That's right, and his wife is Rita Wilson too. Do you do you think she? Hmm? Do you think she? Oh, maybe. Uh, conspiracy did you just uncover about... a Hollywood conspiracy theory? Ooh. Okay, game ball. So I'm gonna steal your thunder, and and because I like what you do, you give one on offense, one on defense. Um, you know what? And I'm also going to give what's going on here. This David Rollins is, is uh, chirping you big time. Well, David, thanks for joining us from Mexico. And, you know, hey, if you come here for Zach, I'm cool with that. I think everybody's cool with that. <laughs> it's all good. I didn't mean to ignore anybody. You, you guys How did you ignore? Who did you ignore? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm sorry if you uh, Susan Montalvo. Did you yeah. ignore her? No. Okay. I don't think so. Sorry, we're Susan. not ignoring her now. That's for sure. Hey, it's game day after dark, and we're going on a bye week. I'm gonna make some mistakes. My my microphone was all screwed up before you got tonight. Zach, oh, really? you're gonna listen to this show in a couple of days because I know you love listening back to the show oh, and I do. watching the live chat and and you know air checking yourself and that sort of thing. You love doing that. It's just fun for I you. Do. Um, yeah, you're going to you're gonna laugh at my microphone mishap okay. early in the show. I'm glad I got this one going because I think I was going off my my computer built-in microphone here. So it can't anyway. be it can't be as bad a mishap as that Mike Sherman microphone mishap. Do you remember that one? The Which Alouettes, one? the Mike Sherman mishap. It was a few years ago oh, when he his was belly came out. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Man, I feel for him. I feel for him. 
Okay, so I'm going to give my special teams game ball to Tanner Cadwallader, who just Cadwallathered the tar out of someone. Like, I think that should be a verb. It's such a great last name. You're right? coining all these beauties. I love he it. Just, he just just knocked the snot out of someone. I think it was in the third quarter, but uh, I, I don't recall exactly. I have to look back when I – I will rewatch this game, by the way, folks, so I can have a sober second thought. But, yeah, he just locked – he just cadwallattered someone on special teams on a kick return. So that was my, that was my special teams uh, game ball. My defensive game ball does go to Willie Jefferson. Two knockdowns, a sack, and just a game wrecker. Just classic, classic Willie. So I, I got to give him a game ball. And then my offensive game ball oh, goes one. to a Dang. guy. I'm hey? playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing with you. I didn't even hear you. I said a third one. Dang. I know, but you can afford it now with your with your uh, with all your shekels you're making. Hmm. Well, write, writing writing hockey stories, yeah. Writing hockey stories. Um, this guy had was four for four, four catches on four targets, buddy, for a hundred and fifteen yards and a touchdown. Hometown boy Nick Dembski. And I was so proud to say to my American cousin, that guy is from freaking Winnipeg. He played at U of M. Just awesome stuff to be able to to say to my cousin, like these guys are from Winnipeg and they are the stars of the team. Like it's just it is stars of me the league of the league, right? Playing Guilty for their hometown team. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is uniquely Canadian football league. Um and and just fills me with lots of pride and joy for, for our team and our league. Yeah. Yeah, well put. Uh, well, you, you gave all the game balls out. You leave me nothing. There's no more game balls left. Oh, the the trunk is empty. Come on. You got oh, some game balls. Schnitzy. We can afford me. it. We can um, afford it. You know, uh, people in the live chat, uh, naming their, uh, who they'd give their game balls to, uh, waiter says Willie Dembski, Lawler, Remo and Hustler for the game balls. Cause I think they took down that, uh, yard dog that monster hot dog uh, oh, at they? ig field i i don't know like it, it's one thing to eat it it's another thing to pony up the bucks for that thing how do you know how much it bucks is or something how much is it like 45 bucks or something really That's i thought it was thought. more than that oh really well hey anybody in the live chat did you guys did you guys uh what's what the word's escaping me i'm already on the bottom yeah yeah, did you did you belly up to the yard dog? Did you belly did up. you take it down? How much was it? That's what it I. It looks know. like it's longer than a yard. Because <clears throat> someone in section one twenty eight, tell me who you are. On the end. Fries on each end. Yeah, like someone in one twenty eight had one a couple rows down. So I think if you're if you're section one twenty eight row nine or eight and you had it, give us a shout out. Let us know because uh, I saw one down there and and my cousin was like, "What is that?" Yeah. <laughs> He'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not giving a, you know, game ball to Hustler and Remo for doing that. Absolutely. Uh, and, and go check them out if uh, if you haven't yet. Uh, Winnipeg Sports Talk. Of course. Daily appointment listening. Um, 48 bucks, says Phyllis. 48. Wow. Well, that's a good you... number. That's my jersey number. Yes, that's so I right. Like it. Well, there you go. Maybe we so... should do it, Darren. Next home game? What do okay. you think? Hey. 
Next home game. We'll go halfers. What time, like, what time do you get to the game? Do you get there early? You know what? I will go there with you early. Because we got to, we got to get going early. We we can't. It's going to take. I don't want to try to be eating that thing during the game. No, you and I will go to the game early. We'll we'll go halfers on it, and we'll take that yard dog down. Crecom Mafia in the house. If you know, you know. Huh? Creative Communications. What's going on? Neon nice. Dreams 98. Welcome. Appreciate you. Uh, that's where it all starts. Um, that's that's definitely where it all starts. Uh, do My game balls. Okay. You you know how I give out my game ball. I do it as if I'm a coach on the team. Kind right. of, you know, role play coach a little bombing. bit for the game balls here on Game Day After Dark. And I'm going to give... Because you gave it to all the like all the real dudes tonight, you yeah, you kind of you you kind of you know do what you do, Zach, and you 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 made me broke because I can't <laughs> afford all of these balls, and uh, I'll give my one game ball to Clamron Awesome, <clears throat> excuse me, Cameron Lawson, the Canadian yeah. defensive tackle who has just been damn good all season long and there he is johnny on the spot on a tipped ball a bad ball uh from taylor cornelius um but that pick it's one thing to you know knock a ball away or pressure a quarterback whatever but to take it to go down at the five get up like his teammates you can even see them they're like get up get up yeah and to get it out to the 11 uh and keep that game from getting out of hand early. Huge play. Game ball to Cameron Lawson tonight. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you got any? Uh, did I miss anything? I always miss something here on game day. After no, now. I don't. You, I just thought, I thought you would give your game ball to an offensive and defensive player. So you got an offensive player, or are you just giving out the one? Because well, I took you, all your thoughts. You gave one to to Dembski. Yeah. And to Willie. Yeah. And, and, and to, to Cadwell Otter. And Cadwell Otter. Tanner Gaskill Cadwell Otter. Gaskill. It's got such a long he name. Knocked the Gaskill out of him. Knock the Gaskill out of him. Knock the Gaskill out. Well, okay. I'll give one to Brady then. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah. He was, he was, he was dang good tonight. Uh, yeah. Steve. DB's out of balls. Happens. Steve and Steve is trying to steal your thunder. He wants to take down the yard dog with me, not you. Oh, so I don't know. See, maybe this is what Hustler and Remo maybe smartly didn't do. Smartly, <laughs> maybe smartly. They didn't put it on video of them eating that hot dog. So how do but we waiters, know they did it? It's waiters not, wants it's... video of us eating the dog so he can put it on his YouTube channel. Okay. Well, I, I, I mean, listen, I, I get a lot of joy out of his YouTube channel, so fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Craig Smith, we'll, we'll, we'll send some pics. I've been enjoying yours on Facebook, Craig, of, uh, of your, uh, your late great buddy there. Uh, very cute. Uh, and, uh, uh, you could tell you had a lot of love for that guy. So, um, anyway, uh, always enjoy, uh, the photos, uh, catch radius. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say I told you so, but Set it on Winnipeg Sports Talk today. Kenny Lawler is sticky. And then he makes a catch like that. I talked about catch radius. Then he makes that and catch, shows how it. sticky he is. And there's Mike O'Shea on the postgame show talking about him being sticky. 
There's no other way to put it. Kenny Lawler is sticky, man. It's like eating ice cream with his hands. But dude, people in the chat are saying that wasn't that maybe wasn't the catch. Was it, it was maybe not, a, not catch. a catch? It wasn't. <laughs> like, look, on the score sheet for what counts, it was a catch. But in reality, Winnipeg rushed to the line of scrimmage and got a playoff. They were able to get a playoff and didn't matter. Too late. What did it? Did the ball hit the ground? Uh, yeah, like I mean, he all but completed the catch. Like it was very close, but pretty sure that was uh, that was actually a, a drop. Um, one thing I, I mentioned off the top of the show, and I wanted to get your opinion on because I know it's close to where you sit. Uh, the CJ Sims missed field goal return out of the end zone, and it kind of right. looked like he just tripped on the carpet. Oh. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, it looked like he stumbled a bit. Yeah. I am pretty sure Liam Dobson just caught a shoelace. Oh, really? And then two two steps later, he was down because he just knocked him off. You know, when you're running fast, the tiniest alteration yeah, yeah, yeah. to your balance is going to send you flying. And I think Liam Dobson got just enough just the edge of his cleat uh, to, to take him down. They gave the tackle to Willie Jefferson. I even went up to the CFL stats crew who are awesome. They, they bust their tail. They do a great job here in Winnipeg. Shout out to uh, the on-field and off-field officials that put in the work every week. Uh, so us in the media and fans and everybody can enjoy the game um, a little bit more full uh, with the, with the numbers and everything. Uh, I even mentioned to them, I'm like, I know you guys gave it to Willie because Willie was, you know, once he was down, Willie kind of gave him the touch and we were joking about, you know, padding Willie's stats. Well, maybe Liam needs right. it, but they were going to take a look at it. I'm pretty sure. But hat tip, honorable mention game ball to Liam Dobson in, uh, in his start tonight. Um, nice. And uh, some, somebody mentioned here too, a little bit earlier, Mark Morissette watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Mark? Hope you're still here. Yes. This question a little earlier. Why wasn't Jeff Gray playing? Um, just hours before kickoff tonight, the Blue Bombers sent out a updated depth chart and it said Liam Dobson will start at left guard. Jeff Gray will move to a backup spot. He will dress. He will play and be on the roster. But it was Liam Dobson starting. And why did they do that? Why wait till game day if Jeff Gray is healthy to do that? I have theories, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> well, he's he I'll say it if you don't want to. I mean, he's been a guy who seems to have struggled at times this year and last year. So I yep. wonder if uh they like what they see from Dobson more or they're they're trying to see what Dobson has. Well, and and some people in the live chat too, uh Craig Smith, one of them saying that uh I think Craig you mentioned um and Craig's got good eyes, man. He did it professionally for a heck of a long time and did it well. Um that Liam Dobson was maybe struggling a little bit for the first half, first three quarters, but then kind of settled in late. Uh, right. he, he was definitely getting pushed a bit. Um, he is a stocky, low center of gravity, hard-nosed player. But 
sometimes it comes down to technique. It's not all about strength. Sometimes it comes down to footwork yeah. and positioning yeah. uh, and leverage. Um, but either way, uh, Liam Dobson, the future's bright. You know, uh, the Bombers have depth with Tui Ellie and Jeff Gray and Liam Dobson uh, and Chris Kolonkowski to kind of all rotate amongst those interior spots. Pat yeah. Neufeld, of course, uh, you know, all-star caliber for many, many years uh, there on the interior as well. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention here, uh, Heart Singer watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Heart? Uh, question, does Chris Jones have a no-release clause in his contract? Well, no, but effectively, yes. He is the GM. He is also the head coach and he is also the defensive coordinator. So the owner of the Edmonton Elks, Victor Cui, can give him a vote of confidence all he wants. It wouldn't be the first time an owner or a GM gives a coach a vote of confidence and then fires them soon after. However, because Chris Jones is the GM, the head coach, and the defensive coordinator, how do you fire him? You have to replace three jobs. And if you don't think a GM does anything during the season, you don't know what you're talking about. I've heard people say that. They're like, well, what's the GM got to do now? The draft's over. This Are you kidding me? This past week, two Edmonton Elks players got injured in practice. So the day they announced two player signings, they said, okay, we got these, this receiver and this defensive back or whatever it was signed to the practice roster. And they had to release them the same day because those two players, Jamin Pelly was one of them. I can't remember the other, but the Canadian uh, defensive tackle uh, converted O-lineman injured in practice. One of two guys injured in practice and, and they're on the, they're on the six game, I think. So that GM, not just, you know, Chris Jones has, you know, put his GM hat on signed a couple guys and then had to cut those guys to get, I think it was Niles Morgan, the one of their starting mm. linebackers, uh, injured in practice this week. It's a bit of an emergency. Holy cow. That's bright. You see that, that is very bright. Looks like you've been about to be abducted by aliens. Uh, yeah. It's like uh third kind, right? Um, so well, isn't no, there Chris also the, isn't there also the coaching cap too, Darren? Like you can't, yeah, there's, there's the so operations cap. There's the operations cap. So um, you can't just can everybody and yeah. hope that you're still good. Like Chris Jones was hired for a reason. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lobbying for Chris Jones right now because his team is 0-7 and they haven't won yeah. at home in forever. Yeah. Okay. But they hired him for a reason and it is his brainchild and it is his, um, by brainchild, I mean, it's, it's all his theory. It's his coaching staff. It's his systems. And, you know, Mike O'Shea complimented him. He says, you'll always compliment your opponent, but he said, those are competent, not his exact words, but something to the effect of those are competent coaches over there and they've got numbers and they're measuring things, their analytics and everything, you know, they're, they're making decisions of why they pooch kick so much. They, they do it more than anybody in the league. And, you know, I've watched, I've watched, I think I've watched all of the Elks games this year. I've only missed two or three games, uh, in the CFL this season, but they like doing that pooch kick for whatever reason. Um, you know, and, and Michael Shea asked about that uh, by Doug Brown on OB and, uh, you know, said that they've got numbers to prove it. They they do their research. So, 
yeah. you can't, it would be so difficult. You would be so hamstrung. Worse, I think. You would be way worse off, I think. I really believe if you just fired Chris Jones and tried to navigate the rest of the season with uh, G. Roy Simon, very inexperienced, very good, very inexperienced. but very yeah. inexperienced uh, as a CFL executive. Um, and, you know, finding a DC and finding a head coach, like who do they got? I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Steven McAdoo, Jarius Jackson, McAdoo, yeah. Marcus Howell, you know, they, they have capable coaches. I, I just don't know. You know, Mike Shepard, their special teams coordinator, he was here in Winnipeg uh, for a good stretch of time. Um, he, he's been around a lot, you know, but are these guys leaders of men? It's a very different thing. You can know. be an excellent coach. You can be an excellent position coach, an excellent coordinator, but being a head coach is different. Being a GM is different. It is different. Well, and, and also, I mean... Do you do you maybe fire Jones just because you're losing the fans at this point now? Is that something that you consider? That's the only reason I could think that they would get rid of Jones at this point. Do you want a winless season? Right. Well, fair enough, right? But I, I think, think that's the risk you take. Yeah. That's the risk you take. Uh, and then it leaves, you know, to your point about the fans, it leaves them wondering. Uh, Jamie uh, Fedden, who's uh, joining us live on Facebook and watching live from Alberta. What's going on, Jamie? Uh, got season tickets for the Elks since 1993. We need crowds in Edmonton like Winnipeg does or like Edmonton used to. Yeah. It's well like I, I feel for people in Edmonton, man. They lose their sports talk radio station. Yeah. And I know 630 Ched has sports shows and they do a good job, but you know, no more, you know, uh, more AM nasty with, uh, two of my faves, Dustin Nielsen and, uh, uh, the Lieutenant, Lieutenant Eric, uh, love those guys. Uh, no more Dave Jameson in the afternoon, no more low down with low tide. Uh, no more Jason Greger. Um, uh, Maddie Ewanek, one of my favorite people in the industry, all those people without jobs. Now, uh, we know, we know it well here in Winnipeg. We were there. Mm -hmm. Uh, those people reached out to me and to really everybody here in Winnipeg. When that happened, we were definitely first to uh, reach out back when, uh, they lost their jobs earlier this year, but I feel for Edmonton fans. Okay. You got a beautiful hockey rink. You got the best player in the world. You have a competitive hockey team that, uh, I think is just a couple pieces away from being a true Stanley cup contender. But the football team is in shambles. The stadium, they do a very good job keeping that stadium in good shape. But it might be time for a new one. I think both Alberta markets need a new football yeah. stadium. I don't think. I know they do. Uh, and, yeah. you know, you lose your radio station. Your, your football team stinks. Uh, it's tough right now in Edmonton. And that's probably why the fans are doing other things. They're enjoying the great outdoors, enjoying the, the foothills of, of Northern Alberta and central Alberta. So that's tough. Yeah. It's, it's sad. Tough. Very sad. It's a storied CFL's franchise. Yep. Yep. Okay. Final thoughts to you, Zach, as uh, we wrap up uh game day after dark here on bonfire sports. Final thoughts. You're giving me credit for having initial thoughts in the first place, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to give your sober second thought now because maybe we'll take a bye week. I know we missed the yeah. show last week, everybody. I'm sorry. sorry. We are sorry. 
But hey, life sorry. gets in the way sometimes. Life does get in the way. Yeah, I guess my sober second thought will have to wait. So maybe I'll just make it now because we should we should take advantage of the bye week too, Darren. Uh, people probably need a break from us. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, we 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 didn't beat Ottawa. We beat the Elks, maybe not in the most convincing fashion. So here I am wondering, okay, we, we played the two bottom feeders of the league and we didn't exactly blow them out like we should. So the question that I think I have and that many fans have, if not all the fans have, is is this Bombers team as good as we thought they were? Yeah. Are they as good as we think they should be? Are they as good as the 15-3 and three team last year, or the 2021 team, which I think was probably the most dominant of, of all three of them? But are they as dominant? I don't know. Are, is this just uh, a bunch of injuries hitting us? Is the O-line taking a while to gel? Is it Jeff Bray? Are the guys getting older, long in the tooth? I have a lot of questions. Yes, they beat Edmonton by two touchdowns, but that game was close for much of the game with Taylor Cornelius playing quarterback. Yeah. So that's that's my final thought is I have big questions about the Bombers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to digest this game because it was a 28-14 win, which by objective standards is a dominant win. The Blue Bombers were 15 and a half point favorites. That line moved on SIA.com slash bonfire to 14 and a half. And they won by 14. Uh, incredibly smart line by the odds makers because it was tough to pick. Yeah. Um, but that said, I just want to reserve uh judgment on this team until it's it's either i need to digest it and get a bye week in or the team needs to get a bye week in uh i'll say this the blue bombers are a better football team than they have showed lately i believe that because I've seen what they're capable of doing and I talk to guys on the team and I'm around it a lot. Uh, I don't think they're flawed. I think they are just playing shitty. That's what yeah. I think. I think they're capable of a lot more. So maybe a bye week getting Kenny Lawler back, getting healthy uh, you know, uh, an addition of, uh, of Kyrie Wilson, um, you know, Winston Rose, maybe to, to bring some, uh, you know, veteran leadership, uh, to a young defensive group, uh, defensive back group, uh, because we've got to remember Evan Holm is young. Dietrich Nichols mm -hmm. age, maybe not young, but you know, three years in the CFL, uh, Houston young, Durame Suarez young, Jamal Parker young, Winston Rose. He's been around a lot, you know, three teams, uh, in the CFL. Um, so getting some of those guys back, First buy of the season, I don't think people realize that it's just, it's training camp and then it's preseason and then it's another preseason game and then it's more training camp and then it's game, 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 game. Breath. First buy on, on tap and uh, we'll see what Winnipeg Blue Bombers team we get uh, in the second third of the season. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't, uh, 
I, I, I wouldn't write this team off as, um, you know, not the same group. Uh, they're not as dominant, but I, I still think they're very capable of, of, uh, being a championship team. Well, well said Darren. And I'd sure like them to wipe that, uh, feline grin off the lion's face because they embarrassed <laughs> us at home and uh i want some revenge on the lions let me just say that yeah i'm looking forward to the games this week toronto at hamilton uh friday yes. uh sask bc on saturday i'll be watching that one six o'clock central time uh and then ottawa calgary Ooh, they're all good games the crumb back again against yeah. uh the western opponent uh in calgary against the stamps uh maybe uh maybe dustin crumb will do the blue bombers a little bit of favor everybody in the west a little bit of favor yes uh, that'd be nice calgary coming off a pretty dramatic win uh in saskatchewan did you t- did you catch any of that game which one uh riders yeah no i didn't i just watched the highlights it was man. crazy man Unbelievable. That, that tipped ball uh, to, to take the lead for the Riders. Wow. Yeah, it was and just moment after moment, moment right? Bonkers. It was awesome. That's yeah. why we this love league this rules, league. This rules, man. This yep. league is awesome. Love it. You're awesome. I'm awesome. All mm. our fire, fire starters are awesome. I'm no clamoring awesome, that's for sure. Well, neither am I, though. Neither am I. <laughs> Although, I think... I think uh, that was a that was a nice gift of a of an interception. I would have been sad if he dropped it. Yep. Well, that's why I gave him the game ball tonight. But, there you uh, go. Hey. Uh, all right, everybody, enjoy your bye week, uh, Zach. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll call it uh, questionable to doubtful that we'll uh, do bonfire midweek this week. Uh, but uh, hey, we're we're gonna be back with lots more pregame and postgame every single game here on Bonfire Sports, and we are doing this for you. So go give a thumbs up, go drop a review in your podcast app. If you're watching this afterwards, you can still join the conversation. Hit the comments down below, or hit the comments up above if you're watching on your smart TV, whatever it is. Um, and uh, hey, be sure to join us uh, in not too much time. Big game on tap uh, Thursday, August 3rd mm-hmm. with the BC Lions coming to town for a rematch. I, I can't wait. Me neither, Darren. Nice to see everybody on the chat and all of you listening. Uh, make sure to hit up Shannon's at SIA.com slash bonfire. Oh, yes. And have a good night, everybody. Sayonara from me and Darren. Have a great weekend.